Welcome back to the Prospecting Show. Today we have Salik Muhammad on the call. How are you? Good. How are you, Connor? Thank you for good. having me. Good, good. So, you know, to start things off here, uh, I know you you kind of have a little bit of a unique story. So let's kind of let the listeners know, you know, where you came from and then also maybe a little bit of story about what you were just telling me prior to the, the podcast here. Sure, absolutely. So my name is Salik and I went to university for uh, pre-med. Well, my background is Pakistani. So as you know, you know, brown kids, we don't have many options growing up other than becoming a doctor, engineer, or a lawyer. So I took that path, took, you know, the traditional path of going through uh, pre-med. And by the time I was done, I really hated it. And having a lot of doctors in the family, I personally didn't like that lifestyle, didn't like the stress that came with it, the lawsuits that that come with it. And I, I just decided to go another route at the end of university. A few of my friends, they were in the mark. They, they were in the marketing world, and they had an SEO agency at the time. Back when SEO used to be a joke, anybody could do it. It was really, really easy. Um, I was always intrigued by it. However, then you know, after university, I did a bunch of sales jobs, worked at the mall, stuff like that. Started a cleaning company, believe it or not, and that actually did pretty well. It was you know we created a business out of it, and I learned how to you know do a little bit of SEO at the time for myself in the cleaning business. Then when I was done with the cleaning business, I didn't have that company for too, too long, just under a year. And then I started, while I was doing a cleaning business, I had a lot of spare time in my hands. Most of the cleaning jobs are at night. So I would work for, you know, no salary, just a pure commission-based SEO sales job for a marketing agency in Toronto and I got good at selling. They promoted me to an account manager. I learned a little bit more about how search, you know, had been evolving over the past years. Um, and then, you know, when I saw that that company specifically wasn't doing it, most of the companies, they weren't really focusing on what mattered to business owners the most. I thought that that was some, some, a place where I could capitalize. And I started my own marketing agency two years ago. Wow. And, and so what made you do that pivot? Pivot from what? Well, from you, you've done a couple different things, right? You yeah. started in school and then you kind of pivoted. You said you did the clean stuff and then you pivoted to the SEO. So like, why though? You know so what I mean? I just, yeah, yeah. So I looked at it and I know that one business, so I really liked sales when I was in university. I sold, you know, I worked at the, uh, at the mall selling, you know, cell phones and cell phone plans at those kiosks. And I really enjoyed selling, you know, even though it was, it's a very small ticket item. It's not like you're making, you know, six figures on that, but I really enjoyed selling. I also sold windows and doors. That's a little higher ticket for, you know, item. It was a different kind of challenge. And one thing that I realized is marketing also was something that always intrigued me, but I wasn't formally trained. I didn't go to school for marketing or stuff like that. And I looked at what would be something that's always going to be in business and looking at how we've evolved, uh, you know, in, 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 the, in the 21st century where things are get, going more and more paperless. And I just thought that this would be an opportunity that if I get into it, it's going to be there for the long run. I started, that's why I started doing sales for, uh, you know, an SEO company. And I really enjoyed it. I, I actually enjoyed the sales process of that too. And I just, you know, got really hooked, hooked into it. And then with the, you know, with the emerging of social media and stuff like that, 
it's you know online marketing is going to be here for a very very long time and i just thought that this would be a great opportunity for me to jump on and capitalize on and what makes you guys different with your service, right? There's a lot of service providers out there in the marketing space, the SEO space, yeah. SEM space, and there's always this differentiator like, hey, what do we do differently? What yeah. is it that you think you guys do differently that other you know, individuals or companies or agencies don't do? Sure, great question. And what, what I pride myself for is that we are, we're not so, I mean, I mean, I know our name, it's got the word SEO in it, but I like to call myself a conversion rate optimization agency. I really don't give a shit. Excuse me. Can, can I cuss on this, by the way? Yeah, 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 go okay, for okay. it. So I really don't give a shit about rankings as much as I care about conversions. So many of the companies out there, they're so focused on, okay, we got you ranking for this keyword or this key term, but we, you know, we don't really give a shit about that and the reality is our clients don't give a shit about that either because who cares if you're number one for you know a keyword but if you're not getting the right conversions then you know what's what, what's really the point if it's not converting into you know into dollars that's that's our most important thing is how do we optimize conversions and most of the clients we get now when i when we started off of course you know it was just me doing everything alone so i got really small clients but now the kind of clients we get are clients that already have a bunch of traffic we just we're trying to figure out how we can convert and you know optimize the pages to you know get conversions be it signups be it you know um form fillouts or just getting people to pick up the phone and dial those are the problems that we really enjoy the most yeah and that's and that's a good point because there are a lot of people who look at just purely ranking and mm-hmm. you're right ranking in itself is not that that critical if it doesn't convert but the interesting thing is that if you have an e-commerce type website as opposed to a local business i think that ultimately becomes a numbers game right are you optimized for the right keyword are you optimized for something that matters in the industry and ultimately do you have a decent page that they're going to that they're going to convert on right because if you're a if you're a non-local or let's say you are a local business well ranking for you know chiropractor in my area or barber in my area right those are going to be valuable things because someone's actively looking for a barber they're probably not going to mess up spelling that and they're looking for it near them that's Mm -hmm. probably going to convert regardless of what kind of website you have probably right yes and no sometimes you know websites are so shit like i I look at it it's it's just so it's they're so poorly done um be it whether they're not secure enough or whether there's not enough conversion actions that when they're you know it they will get a few people like but what we're trying to do is we're trying to get as many conversions as possible like for example we just had you know a large fencing company uh they're all over you know they, they service all over ontario and they get tens of thousands of visitors on their blog posts which is great you know whoever created those pieces of content it was it's great content don't get me wrong and it's ranking them for you know really some really interesting keywords that are query based but not guess how many conversions they're getting out of those probably not many zero because we set up conversion tracking we're like okay these guys are reading and you just look at their app analytics you see that you get tens of thousands of people on these blog posts that they have beautiful amazing blog posts that they have but okay what's what's happening now the drop-offs are just insane 87 percent drop-offs 95 percent drop-offs because people are right there they're reading the content but there's nothing else that's driving there's nobody holding their hand to tell them okay hey now i want you to you know um click on the call button 
we have other problems. For example, uh, we, we work with a company that does business security solutions. Again, a huge company based in uh, the Kitchener-Waterloo area. And okay. they, they have, you know, thousands. So I think on one page, especially, they had 3,000 uh, 3, searches, 3,000 visits every single month on this one blog post. Again, great blog post that talks about, you know, what are the security laws in Ontario for putting up a camera, which is great. But their traffic, ironically, was coming mostly from the U.S. And their complaint was most of the calls we're getting are just people asking us about technical things about what to do, you know, how to put up their... So they're already... No, non-business transactions, right? That's exactly. the thing is it's not something it's that's converting audience. to business. Exactly. It's just a wrong audience. So you're, you could be ranking for something, but are you attracting the right audience for that piece of content that you put out there? Those are things that we look into. And ultimately what we did is we just redirected that post to the contact page. And guess what? All of a sudden we saw, oh, okay, more form fill outs because a lot of those people, you know, who cares what, if there wasn't giving us any conversions, we don't care if they search for that. But we ended up, you know, redirecting them, created a new blog post then while, while you know, this was going on much better a little bit you know more information more localized for canada as opposed to the us and got that traffic to come on that blog post redirected them there and then all of a sudden we're seeing oh okay less drop-offs more people filling out the contact form more people calling the business and getting booking appointments well, and that's the critical piece, right? Is a lot of people are trying to figure out how to get a, just a pure conversion online to fill out a form, but really the conversions to the phone, right? Yeah. And then the conversion from the phone is to the next step, which is ultimately the, uh, you know, either buy. an in-person office or, yeah. or, you know, a visit of some type or, or a mm -hmm. buy-in of the product or the service. Because at the end of the day, if you're going to spend two, three, four, five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 a month in SEO, you're going to want to have not just opportunity to talk to people, but opportunity that's going to close. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how do you guys you optimize want... beyond that? Do you guys have a system in place where you kind of talk about to clients like, hey, this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. Like, how do you actually get people understanding that stuff? So we, how we do that is we do, so first of all, what we like to do, we don't just take anybody on. Okay, first of all is a lot of times, uh, you know, some people, SEO may not be the right thing for them. So we first of all do a customer discovery call where, you know, we're, we're gonna ask about all their problems, what kind of, you know, market, what kind of market they're serving, uh, figure out the problems they have. Is it lack of traffic or is it traffic's already there but not converting? If it's that, most of the times it's just that they're not targeting the right audiences. Now, when we create content or when we're trying to do SEO, we do, by the way, we have a phenomenal team. We, we always focus on the customer journey as opposed to just getting rankings, but actual customer journey as to what would somebody actually be actually typing in terms of, you know, what keywords they're gonna be typing that are actually gonna result into conversions. And then we divide those keywords into long tail keywords and then into money keywords, which are keywords that are, you know, for example, the keyword criminal lawyer Toronto. Um, I work with, you know, one of the largest criminal law firms in Toronto. That's a keyword that on average, my client pays 120 bucks a click for. 120 wow. bucks a click. It's super, super competitive. Now, if somebody comes up to me and tells me, oh, okay, my budget's only, you know, three grand, but I want you to, you know, and I'm a criminal lawyer in, in Toronto, by the way, we offer an non-compete, so in this case, we're not gonna work with any of our clients, direct competitors, but just right, for right. argument's sake, if somebody was to be like, okay, I work in, I wanna also rank in this market, how can I help? I'll tell them straight up, hey man, you know what, this is not gonna work for you, maybe you should go another route. 
maybe you should focus solely on the organic side of things, but it's going to take you a really, really, really long time. It will, um, for sure. Because there's thousands of other people uh, that are out there doing, you know, hiring a bunch of people like myself, a, a lot of other companies like mine, and trying to get, you know, rank, you know, uh, trying to outrank each other. So it really depends per industry. A lot of times it's, if, if it's mo a, a lot of traffic that's not converting, it's mostly because they're targeting the wrong audiences. Um, but a lot of times we also get people who just don't have good traffic at all. And then depending on whether they, you know, the type of business, whether it's a really, really local business or whether they're a nationwide company, uh, we will offer them, you know, specific solutions. Gotcha. And do you find that most of the customers are reinvesting more of a budget as time goes on because of competition? Or do you find that the competition goes down once they anchor in a keyword? Like, what do you see kind of spend wise across the different clients you have? So we see that most of our customers, well, once they're on, they usually stick, you know, stick with us. Most of my clients, I, uh, I mean, of course, there's always some sort of, you know, um, there's always going to be some clients that aren't going to stick around just because either it's a budget issue or it's just that, you know, they're trying different things. But most of our clients, they stick around and they end up investing more. The, really getting their confidence, uh, it's when in the first month or two, if you can show them results, and that's as an agency, we pour in a lot of our resources into, you know, doing a lot of outreach, a lot of press releases, getting a lot of backlinks, um, you know, up front, we do all that, you know, up work up front so that way they see the results right away. And then when they see those results, it's easier to, you know, have manage their expectations as the time goes on. Um, so I've noticed that, yes, for most of my clients, either they'll stick around, they'll invest the same amount of money, but for the most part, I would say at least 70% of my clients will, if I talk to them and explain to them, because the prices of Google Ads is also going up with time, they understand that they've already seen that it's, you know, it pays, it pays, pays off, it pays back. So then they'll, they'll increase the price accordingly. And what, yeah. when you're when you're finding the price of keywords going up, do you typically recommend that a client switches over to another keyword or not or more go going for a long tail keyword as opposed to a short or like what what is the step to try and bring that cost position down? It all depends. It all depends. So every month, one of the things we like to do is we always analyze what kind of search results Google is showing for a keyword. Now, Google has been, you know, they're doing a lot of dirty things to these days, which is if you go on Google Ads right now and you'll notice that if you were to put any, you know, uh, keyword out there, for example, a chiropractor in uh, Pennsylvania, you back in the day, the ad used to be very bold and yellow ad you knew it was an ad right away people used to skip it google google is like so shamelessly they've camouflaged their ad listings to try, to try to make them look like organic listings by making you know by making the ad written over there but it's all white so you won't be able to right tell. less contrast between an organic and a non-organic for exactly, sure exactly exactly so what we'd like to do is we like to look at okay with every keyword we like to look at what kind of result is google showing sometimes it could be a featured snippet um, and then if it's a feature snippet, we've noticed that the trend is that, you know, we're going to see this featured snippet for the next few months. It'll probably be around there for a while. We'll try to create content on our clients' websites that will be 40, usually I like to keep it 40 to 60 words long. That's there on the home page to answer a certain query or a certain key, whatever that question is for that keyword, and hopefully try to get it into the featured snippet box. 
try to get some, you know, some some rankings over there. But again, it all depends on what kind of query is it, whether it's going to convert or not. Uh, do we, you know, invest our time in that? And secondly, what kind of ads is Google showing? Is Google showing a lot of, you know, uh, ad listings for a keyword? Then we might want to focus mostly on Google Ads because, you know, they're they're the puppet master. They get to decide how many ads, you know, to show up for a certain keyword. Or if not, then we'll decide on. Okay, sometimes even uh, sites like Quora have really a, a lot of traction behind a certain query. So we will go on Quora and we'll try to you know put answer that question over there, and you know try to link to our client's website or create a piece of content that answers that question and then link that on Quora so that people that see that that thing answered over there they can actually go hit up that blog post from there and hopefully get them to convert. And is that more of a backlinking technique that you're doing there, like an organic technique, or would you consider that some other type of technique that you're doing for the client? That's not backlinking because, I mean, great question by the way, Connor. So backlinking works when it's not a social media website. With big websites like Facebook or Twitter or um, LinkedIn or any of these social media websites, they're not considered backlinks. Uh, and how we know that is if you ever go into the back end and you see, you know, the hyperlinks, they're all they're all tagged with a nofollow tag. And that means you're not you don't get any credit for that gotcha. link when Google's looking at it. So um, no it's not. But however, many studies have shown that social signals, so the more social signals you have, the more chances you are um, you know, for your page or your content, whatever, to pop up in the rankings. Gotcha. Okay. And so, so basically what you're saying is that backlinking is not really a possibility, um, when you're using a big social platform. So the backlinking is going to exist between two standard organic websites or between maybe another bigger website. That's not like a classified or social platform. It just has to be void of those no follow tags. Correct. Exactly. So for example, if let's say we're working, I know you're a chiropractor, so I'm going to give this example. Let's say in a, a chiropractor's business, you know, they want a backlink, a backlink coming from, let's say, menshealth.com talking about how to, you know, keep a healthy posture or why it's important to, you know, get chiropractor adjustments or anything of that sort. That would be a backlink and that would have a lot of weight in Google's eyes because it's coming from a very authoritative website that's, uh, you know, in that similar niche. Um, Back in the day when I we, when I was introduced to SEO in my college days, it was the wild west where literally you could just go get links from anywhere, create a you know fake random blog 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 pages, and just link anywhere. Google didn't care; you would still get the link equity for that. But now Google's smart enough to know that if let's say for example your website as a chiropractor, if, if it's getting a lot of links from let's say. I don't know, um, a mechanic or a repair shop or repair shop related stuff. Google knows that those are probably links that have been bought, purchased and have really no value behind them. But if you were to get even a few links coming from authoritative websites in that niche that has an organic relationship, then Google would put a lot more weightage to that. Uh, And you, you will see an improvement in rankings because backlinks still today are the largest ranking factor till date. Right, right. So given that then, you know, to kind of wrap things up here and talk about the actual utility of what you're doing, first of all, how can people reach you? So you can go on our website. It's leseo.ca, leadingedgeseo.ca because we're from Canada. But we do, you know, we we service clients all over the globe, uh, mostly uh, the United States in Canada, but we also have some clients in the Middle East. Um, 
but yeah so i'm i'm reachable there you can reach me on linkedin uh i'm very easy to find uh and yeah you can call me you can see our contact page fill out our form or give me a call shoot us an email yeah all that stuff awesome and then as a last kind of takeaway point if somebody's preparing to spend money on on you know paid ads or even organic SEO, they're really trying to dive into the space that you're in. What kind of questions should they be asking a vendor? Like, what's the number one thing they should be asking to make sure they're going to get the result? So you're talking about a business owner. Yes. Okay. So a business owner trying to do SEO. So the number one thing they should be really focused about is conversions. More than being hung up on rankings or just hung up on um, you know like for example. If uh, if you're if the person you're talking to recommends that Google Ads may be a better avenue for you instead of organic SEO, give it a thought. Don't just shut it out completely. The amount of times I hear business owners that tell me, "Oh no, it's the most ignorant thing they say when they say, "Oh no, I don't want to give my money to Google." Like, what the hell is that supposed to mean? But if you're in a business where you know most of your competitors are using Google Ads, trust me, there would be a very good reason. I'll give you an example. For example, one of my clients, they're a towing company, um, and believe it or not, we spend over ten grand a month on just Google Ads. And same argument with him. Try to explain to him that you are working in an industry that's a very emergency-based service. Clients, not, your 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 customers aren't going to be scrolling down to look up, you know, who's got the best website and stuff like that. They're more of a landing page-oriented, you know, uh, website where you just have, need to have a good landing page. Asking, getting enough information, the numbers right there, bold in the in the customer's face, and whoever they're gonna see on the top of the page when they're stuck on the road, and you know, there this is company is a Canadian company when it's really really cold, they're they're just gonna click on the person or the phone number of the person who's there on the top on their screen. So your organic SEO really, even though they paid for organic SEO, but it really led to literally like less than one percent conversions. We get most of our business just through uh, Google Ads. So what I would say is, someone try to look into that. Number one thing: don't have, you know, any uh, uh, because business owners, you guys are, you know, spe- spe- specialists in your own thing. Let the online marketers, you know, deal with that stuff. And you go to a doctor, you let the doctor tell you what the problem is, not the other way around, right? So it's 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 that same thing when someone tells you, or if you have a, re- a reputable company telling you, okay, you know, you might want to just do this, or you might want to do uh, social media, or you might want to skip organic SEO altogether and just focus on Google Ads. Pay it a thought, give it some attention. And for all those people that say that SEO is dead, I would say that's bullshit because Google's always going to be around. And regardless of whether voice search goes up or paid search goes up, as long as people are ready to pay for traffic, you know, it's it's always going to work. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you being here on the prospecting show, kind of sharing everything you got. We'll drop your links at the end of this when we publish it. Um, really thank you to everybody it, who just listened to this uh, this episode and uh, kick it. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Connor.